Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. What's going on, everyone? It is Maya. I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer before the beginning of this episode starts and say thank you for your patience in advance for the technical difficulties that happen with sound um, for the production of this episode. It is a mighty team of two that helps to put on Maya moments, uh, but we're working to get better and do better. So please, again, just thank you for your patience. Um, But Aaron drops so much wisdom in this episode, so it would be remiss of me to uh, just not take advantage of her time or her treasure. Um, but you're in for a treat. So without further ado, we're going to go straight into the episode. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Maya Moments. It's your host here, Maya. And today I'm here with a very special guest. We have Erin Knight with us um, just to discuss how she's creatively purposed. A lot of people talk about her creativity and how she is helpful to the brilliance behind a lot of other people in their creative journeys. But today I just want to talk to her about her own creative journey um, and how she got to the place that she's at now. Um, This is selfishly (laughs) an interview that I wanted to do just to be able to connect with her, but I thought it would also be absolutely helpful to other people to get to be a fly on the wall as that <laughs> with that too so anyway without further ado hi Aaron say hello to the people that's dope to hear thank you I'm glad that you're excited about this this is cool <laughs> hello everybody yeah and so I mean I just you always tweeting stuff you know you don't tweet a lot of stuff but when you tweet it just be like wow that hit and so you know I was like wow I really like this woman and um yeah I I just I just had to (laughs) I just had to be like you know what I kind of want to pick her brain about things just in terms of like not business things but just like her journey and um one of the first starting points I start with everybody is like, where's the genesis of like your, your creativity? Where do you feel like it first was sparked, whether that be in childhood or a specific event in your life or something like that? Like, where's the genesis of where you see yourself at now, even when you were younger? I'm grateful that you like Twitter, my Twitter, because I love Twitter. It's my favorite social platform. It's the only one that makes sense because I can just do, I can just say what I need to say and keep it moving. Like, I don't know. It's great. So, thank you for liking my Twitter. Um, Okay. Creative journey. Uh, I think I've always been pretty creative, but I didn't know it, you know? So, I. I remember getting a Polaroid when I was really young and I was super curious as to how everything worked, not necessarily the mechanism of the camera, but the process of developing and then also how light refracts itself. You know, there were camcorders, there were regular cameras, there were disposable cameras. So it wasn't, I, I'm not old enough to be around Polaroid first became the craze, but they were no longer hot. They were just like a regular item on there. Most people didn't like them because they were expensive and you only got, well, it was expensive because you only got 10 films. Whereas a disposable camera, you get like 24 or 48. I don't know if you know anything about this, but I'm I'm older than you, so... 
only having 10. I do. <laughs> asking for one for my birthday or Christmas or something. And my parents, my parents are classic Black American parents. My parents got me the camera and one set of film. <laughs> like They literally bought me 10. They was like, here. Um, and my mom was, she'd always be oh, like, well, yeah. be, be careful about what you take a picture of. Uh, you know, like really, really focus. But I didn't care. I just wanted to do the thing. So I remember taking a picture of myself in the mirror to see what would happen and to see how deep I could see it. So I, I, even to the how vivid I'm telling you this story, I've, I don't know if I've ever told anybody about that, but that to me tells me at a very young age, my mind was just different. It wasn't let me be conservative. It was like, yeah, I'm going to take a picture of the mirror, even if it's not a picture I can use. I want to see what happens. I want to learn. I want to engage with this thing. Instead of just taking cool pictures that I sit around my room, why not use this as an opportunity to understand something? So I I love learning and I love understanding yeah, so I think I'm creative because I'm curious. And yeah, my curiosity is never satisfied, but I'm forever amazed. I'm always encouraged and amazed. I think that's helpful as well, because I think a lot of times we box what creativity looks like um, in terms of like, it is this and it isn't this. And so knowing that a lot of the time creativity just sparks from curiosity, understanding like, well, I'm curious how this works and going down the mechanics. Like I know for me, I've been in marketing for the last seven and a half years. And so I never looked at marketing as something that was necessarily creative until like recently understanding like, no, the analytics, my creative the way that I approach marketing, the way that I see social media is something that is unlike other people. And the way that I view it and I create strategies about it is very creative in the way that I do. It's my intellectual property. And so knowing that, I feel that it's, it's really helpful to just kind of like understand that creativity just isn't music. It just isn't art. It just, it's not just painting or it's not just the way that we just think creatively about certain things, but it can also just be the experience of like using your brain in different ways that aren't straightforward or curiosity. Like you said, being able to have the, <laughs> the spark to say, I wonder what this is and how this works and figuring out the mechanics behind it can be very creative. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, so like I think moving past because you know you can ask about your own journey and I think a lot of people kind of already know your journey when it comes to artist management. And if you don't, there's plenty plenty of interviews, plenty of videos about how Erin got into artist management. <laughs> She got into artist management, all, all the nine yards and whatnot. Um, but I think for me, what I wanted to do when talking to you is not kind of reiterate and ask you those questions, but kind of ask you, like, knowing that a lot of the things that you do is attributed to, like, other artists and how you promote and manage them or mentor them. Like, how do you define and reclaim your curiosity, your creativity that you hold inside of yourself? So the fun thing about being an artist manager is really that you're the business partner of the artist and and de to, to depending on 
your relationship, you're their creative partner. So uh, that's why I don't have traditional business structures anymore either, because it's like, yo, so I don't have to reclaim anything as far as creativity goes. Because everybody that I'm working with, I'm contributing creatively, consistently. Don't take credit for it. If you collaborated with right, me, right, right, right. say that. <clears throat> I don't have to be publicly thanked. But if you're talking about, I came up with this, beloved. <laughs> <laughs> I have to reclaim, so to speak, my time. I used to give my time to things or people that demanded my time, right? Now I give my time to myself and things and people who bring me joy, who bring me peace and who bring me money, right? That's what I spend my time on. But it first comes to me, it's allocated in a way that I'm giving away some of my time, not taking time for myself, right? And when I started doing that, I started making a ton more money. I started resting way better. I started being more of myself. <laughs> I be I became my I became Love my that inside, for you. You know, and inside I'm very soft and and gentle and and emotional, but I had to always operate in do 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 b b b b b b get it done, get it done. And that's just not me. And so I was in conflict with myself. I talked to my therapist about this all the time, about the hardest time of my life. I was going through a ton of major life changes, deep depression that could have been spurned by that. And so I was in conflict with myself because I had to consistently be assertive and fight for myself. And I, I can't pour from an empty cup. And so because of that, I'm in a better place now. But yeah, that's what I have to reclaim. I have to reclaim my time and occasionally I have to set people straight. Like I've had issues with artists. I've built things and helped and put their name on it. And they said it was theirs. And I'm like, Hey, let's, let's be real. You're, you're here. You're a part of this, but this isn't yours. Artists will do that to managers in a heartbeat. They'll be like, nah, this is mine. I did this. And it's like, it's not, right. it's ours, but okay. But you jumped on my boat, but I'm glad you're here. And I want you to be here, but you have to be just as willing to exchange with me <laughs> as I am reclamation of boundaries and, um, uh, and, and giving and being generous to myself, uh, like reclaiming generosity and not only giving, 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 cause that's not generous. That's foolish. You that's know? Good. No, I, I, I think that's good. Um, I, I heard this, I can't remember who I heard it from, but there was someone that said, I don't want to give from, I don't want to give from inside of my cup. I want to give from the overflow. And so I kind of like, when I heard that, I was like, no, that's so true. Like, I don't want to keep emptying myself out where I have to keep like pouring back into myself and constantly just pouring out, pouring in, pouring out, pouring in. I'd rather be able to like have enough in me that I am able to pour from the abundance and not from inside of me where I'm losing. I don't feel like we have to be in that state of like a loss loss at all times. Um, and so having those people around you who are pouring into you, but they pour into you and you're not empty already, or you're able to give people that abundance. Like not only is the relationships around you going to be 
better because of it, because you're not feeling like you're emptying yourself. But it also, I think, gives a better, you know, equal footing and everything. I think that's really good. Um, and from your perspective, as well as in a manager, I think it kind of is situational, meaning like it's helpful to understand from your point of view in the circumstances that you're in, how reclamation, I like how you said, I was like, oh, reclamation, I like that word. Um, but how that, that looks like for you um, in terms of how you um, have to navigate business relationships. Okay, you kind of highlighted it on it before in your answer about mental health. And I know for your anti-label, um, for Build Your Own Dreams, mental health is kind of one of the values, is a, a lot of part of the identity of who that is. And so like, why is mental health and creating a space where creatives are actively caring for their mental health important to you specifically? And to, you know, I know there's other people that are on the team. You're not the only founder and things of that nature, but like, why was that something that you guys not only were passionate about and advocating for, but you have the fund for, and it's constantly being funded to help other people. So yeah, if you could talk a little bit about that and um, just how that process came together. So growing up, I don't know why. I still don't know. I think, yeah. The more I discover about myself, the more I know that I knew things when I was younger, but didn't have somebody to confirm that I knew them. So I thought that I didn't know them. And so my whole life, I've been in conflict with what I've known, but what I've told, what I'm told I should know. Right. So that's a whole nother story, but that's really part of who I am. So when I was a kid, I asked my mom at a very young age, if I could go to therapy And, um, I went through a, yeah, I went through something when I was 10. Yeah. It, I, I had, I had a traumatic experience, but didn't realize it was traumatic when I was 10 and it affected me like heavily, heavily. And I was in therapy almost four years ago. Wow. So Anyways, from a young age, I've 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 wanted to be in therapy, but even not just because of that situation, I recognized that I processed the world because everybody kept saying, no, you can't do that or you shouldn't do that or that's wrong. But they couldn't tell me why. And I didn't see anybody actually living from the consequences of what they were saying. And so I think I just knew I always knew that there was so much more to the world than people let me know. So I had to discover it on my own. So I've been in that discovery process for such a long time. Um, Specifically, though, once I got into therapy, it really started helping me and changing my life. And then 2020, I was on tour, which was it was a lot. And my therapist was just like, hey, you're not even coming to therapy. I'm going to have to separate like end our our relationship, which is okay. Because I mean, I I had gone, you know, so I was still coming home, but it was really, really hard to align our schedules and then my sleep schedule. And then when I was coming home, I was still working. Uh, I had a, I was working part-time at a distillery. So it was just hard to coordinate all those things. I didn't really want to be with her anymore. Any, it was kind of like, okay, good. But I was like mad. Cause I'm like, I was going to tell you, I didn't want to do this anymore. Cause I just felt like we had hit, she, she 
she felt like she knew me and it was cool, but she, there was no, she wasn't trying to discover me in here. <laughs> it was just kind of like, you need to do this, 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 and this. And it wasn't for me anymore. I found myself zoning out during therapy as she was like telling me things that were assumptions. And I was just like, all right. So anyways, 2020 happens. Uh, I have to pivot from touring, tour managing, all that uh, booking tours, flyout dates, which was most of the money that I made. Um, I have two partners in Invite Only, which is my booking agency, but it started out with just me booking shows and tours and then Brandon coming to help me. And then Mike was the tours I was on. And it just was like, hey, like, let's form a collective. So yeah, that was a ton of, that was most of my money. So I decided like, I really want to move into something different. I don't want to just keep industry, but I'm getting paid as a manager and I have more resources that I can utilize for other artists. I was already helping out a ton of artists. I wanted an umbrella to put that under and also so I could charge people because when you're somebody else's manager, they're just like, oh, your debtor does manager. It should be cool to do extra. And it's like, no, like what? As 2020 progressed, nope. um, my mental facts. As 2020 progressed, my mental health um, greatly deteriorated because Black people were being murdered all over America. And before I, I, I know now that I'm an empath, but I didn't know back then. And so I needed to get back into therapy because I ended it at towards the end of 2019. So we're like in the middle or top of 2020, everything's going to hell. Like, I just spent $5,000 on this thing and this thing for tour. Now I'm not going to get that money back. Uh, I I just saw $20,000 go out like right there when that, you know what I'm saying? We got to refund like $4,000 worth of tickets. We got to, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, it, so that happened. And all these black people were getting murdered. And then um, I had my 30th birthday. And, and we sat like 20 feet apart because this is right at the top of COVID in May of 2020. And we just didn't know what was going on. And I just remember being so blessed by my two friends trying to love me so well. And I just sat in the back and cried because I was just so hurt. Everything hurt. And um, I remember just crying about I could be back in therapy, but everybody's trying to get into therapy because COVID. Um, and a friend of mine was like, oh, you should try this, this, and this, and this. And she gave me some resources. And then I was just discouraged and I was depressed. So I was moving slow. And then another friend was like, you should try this, 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 and this. And I was like, oh, my other friend said to also try this one thing. So I kind of haphazardly tried to get into this therapy program that had a, a discounted rate. This is a long story, but basically somebody else at my church reached out to me and was like, hey, how are you doing? I was like, I'm not doing well. I'm wow. trying to get into this therapy thing, but nobody's responded to me. And she's like, oh, hey, email this woman. Tell her I sent you. You should be on the schedule soon. And that experience. Wow. I so value and and not exclusively because of that, but that's one that's a very formative experience for me because it led to the therapist that I have now. And we together, it'll be two years in July of my life. I wish we could be friends, but I can't be friends with her. I want to do the same for others. 
people. Went and told my pastor, I have to get into therapy. And he's like, what's going on? I was like, I don't know. I just know I have to get into therapy. We talked it through. He asked me what type of therapist I wanted to see, whatever. And he was like, cool, we have a church fund for this. So we're going to pay for your therapy for the next six months. So I did not have to pay for therapy for six months to start it out. And again, that changed my life because by the time that the six months was up, my life had been changed been growing as a person, as a business person, so I could afford to pay for therapy. Same thing with this. When I got referred to the program, I couldn't afford it. I had just lost a ton of money during COVID. I was like, it was bad. So they got right dollars per session, right? So I got all the help that I needed. And by the time she left that program, I went to her own practice and it was hundreds of dollars a month. I could afford it, right? Because I was healing and things in my life for me, if I can give somebody that exact same opportunity through one distinct therapy, it's so like, it's so helpful and it may not be for everybody, but I think everybody who is willing to listen to themselves and get out of their own way should try it. If you want to talk about, oh, it's just BS, that's fine. You don't have Absolutely. to try it. But if, if you're looking for some Absolutely. life change, it may not be for you, but just get out of your own way for a little bit and, and maybe try it. Right. So if somebody wants to move out of their own way and try it and help heal trauma from decades, from generational trauma, you want to help find yourself a like really be able to go after what you believe in, but also enjoy where life is. If you're depressed, if you're anxious all the time, if you're unsure, if you're in turmoil with yourself and within yes. your surroundings, like you could the accolade yes, type of money, true. you don't enjoy it. You see Anthony Bourdain, you see like taking their own life because is the dream is killing them. And so for me, when I see artists close, a lot of my hurt comes from artists who have hurt me. Hurt people hurt people, right? So I can help others heal. It won't hurt me as much. But as well, if, if I can help others heal, imagine them being healthy and whole and generations being affected by that and, and their art changing and, and, and encouraging people and causing people to find more of themselves and find their purpose in the creator that made them. You know, if, if I can say, I see you on the inside, not, not just for what you have to offer the world as far as talent, because my my purpose is to connect people to their purpose. If I can really see you, then I can speak into your purpose. And if I can speak into your you to move in that direction and you can move in that direction if you're healthy mentally. You know, that's the first step to really, really, really people. People will the the, the Bible says and, and people's purpose will exactly. still be lived out yeah. because of God. We're, I'm not negating that, but. It can be fragmented. It could be short. It could be not to its full potential. That's one of my biggest fears. You, Absolutely. you did this, but I have this. You know what I'm saying? Like more, nah. And so if I can help turn that up, I'm an amplifier. That's that's what I do. I amplify things. If I can help turn that that's up, it. not just in my own life, yeah. but in so many other people's life, then I'm living on purpose. No, I think um, that's all needed. Like the explanation, it put a lot of 
a lot of things into perspective about like why you would pay it forward in so so many ways um like that's crazy how it just like I think what I really resonated from that is the fact that you even opened your mouth though to say like I'm in need um I think that comes from like you as a person but a lot of people are hurting and they suffer in silence and like had you not opened your mouth, you may have not even even been able to get that type of like blessing of being able to be paid forward because you didn't say nothing. <laughs> like no one was able to help you because you didn't you didn't even ask for help. Like you you have not because you asked not type of situation. So like there's so many people hurting, especially after a world pandemic. I was telling someone the other day, I'm like, I'm 23 and I have lived through some crazy once in a lifetime type of stuff. And so with that being said, like, I think the need for even people that are between the, like really young ages who have been through things, I don't think there's an age that comes with trauma or like having experiences that kind of shape who you are and, and let you make you do certain things for coping mechanisms. Like before we even got on here, Aaron's telling me that I have a coping mechanism of controlling. <laughs> circumstances she's like you gotta let that go and I'm like wait 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 like this is not this is not don't do that to me right but it is true like we all have certain habits that we um we have due to like it may seem surface but there's so many layers to it and so um yeah I I made it a a priority that this week this not this week but this year I really want to get into therapy, find my therapist, even if that's like the, the the finality of it, like this year that I find a therapist that I feel comfortable with and I can share with and start that journey. That's at the minimum what I want to do. I would love to be able to start sessions and like figure, like start doing the nitty gritty work. But at the minimum, if I don't do any one thing else, I want to at least find a therapist that I can start my journey of therapy with. Um, because yeah, there's just a lot of life events. I'm now a college graduate. Yeah, that's there's been dope. a lot of things that have happened. Yeah, thank you. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's you. been a lot of. And if you need help, we like you can apply for our therapy fund. And depending on how much money is in the fund, we can pay for part or all of your sessions, or we can pay for one session a month or something like that. Of the mini hats that you wear, I think. Um, I think I kind of asked you this before too, but of the many hats that you wear, which part do you, do you feel like you feel the most creatively free in or like maybe it's not a mu as much stress, like you, you can, you can do it. There's no expectations on it or whatever freedom looks for you in, in, in the space of like being creative, like which, which, which of it, what, what part of it is that for you? That's your quote unquote favorite or like something that just brings you peace. Yo, every day. And I just got here. You know, I, 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 I posted about South by Southwest, a uh, couple thing that doesn't excite me. So I, I've wanted to be there and I've kind of been there because most of life, I've loved life. Most of my life, I've loved it. There's been like 2010, really rough year for me. I think like 2016, 2017 was rough. And then like 2019, trash. Considering the 32 years I've had on this earth, most of my life, I'm stoked. Even when I had those trash years, 
there were moments that I was like, yo, this is crazy. And then I went back to depressed. I was chip I had on my shoulder, like, well, if I do this, then all those people who doubted that I would make it in the music industry, or if I do this, we're going to make all this money. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't even like, I want people to see me. It was just like, I'm, I'm doubling. I want the success story. And so I would just overdo it. And then I was, then they wouldn't appreciate it. They would expect it. They would use me. They didn't care about me. They were rude to me. Just a lot. Like, like a ton of BS that artists get away with on the daily because people like me who are hell bent on serving people well, take a lot of stuff from people who, who are creative and creatives feel like they're God's gift to earth. They feel like they're the reason that the sun rises every day. So they don't value when people care enough to serve them and serve them. And so for me, my ego kept me there. I used to think that it was low self-worth. Yes, low self-worth is what creates ego. Listen, I'm not saying that I'm egoless because the Lord is working for me, but I know we're big-ish popping over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know. I've been known. When I was a kid, I knew I I see the world differently. If you see things differently, then that means you're a visionary. And when you're a visionary, you have to lead people because they don't know where they're going. So, like, being firmly seated in that makes me know that, yeah, it's popping over here. But that also comes with the weight of responsibility to care for people so that more people get to the promised land. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't envy Moses because I feel some of the weight that he had. Like, people try to talk yeah. about, for me, as much as I know it's dope over here, there, so there's no reason for me. Now I know it's dope over here, so I don't have to fight you. You don't want to pay me? That's cool. I understand that you either an important, not more important than you, but important to this situation, or you can't afford me. Either of those two is fine with me. I'm going to keep it moving. Get it, right? I just had to pivot slightly. I'm talking about slightly. I pivoted towards people that were already in my network. When I tell you the type of contracts that I'm looking at right now, the type of money that I'm talking about, as opposed to just December, it's March. I had had the slightest pivot because I realized in July, after Owning a, starting a festival, conceptualizing it, throwing it with my business partners, and having one of the biggest successes in the in the in the CHH scene at least. And if you say it's not, you're a hater because who's throwing a festival? You feel like Ooh. don't even play. We threw a festival, and it was really beautiful in Atlanta. And so many people showed love and the fans were like, this was incredible. I loved it. The artists were like, we've never sold more merch in one single day. I was thinking I was going to walk away with bread. I lost so much money. I was hurt. You know, like I thought, oh, and so you got to hear. So we lost five racks. Most people, that's nothing, right? I was expecting personally to walk away with 10, like the plan we had, I was, me personally yeah. was expecting to walk away with $10,000. That's a $15,000 pendulum swing, right? Not only am I not positive, I am negative, bro. Like, no, I was pissed. So that happened. 
And I remember being like, I've never worked this hard in my life, but I've never been this broke. I was like nervous about paying bills because it it was right at the end of July. I was nervous about paying bills that week. I had a festival. I'm nervous about paying bills that week. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it was crazy. So I knew that I was, I was overworked. Because what I was doing wasn't valued enough to be paid for. And not the festival. The festival's not on anybody else. That's an investment. I just, I just in that moment, thought my investment right. was going to immediately pay off. It doesn't. That was just a gamble. I do that. But had I been paid well for things, and had I been paid what I'm worth on all the other things that I'm building, that hard work wouldn't have bothered me as much, but I also would have been able to outsource some. I also would have been able to rest a little bit more to say, hey, I don't have to push as hard for this because because I make right. 200 bucks here, 500 bucks here, 300 bucks there. No, what? I'm not, I'm not getting off my couch for less than a thousand dollars now. You feel me? Like what? I can't believe that that was so recently. In September of last year, I celebrated 10 years. That's crazy. Your anniversary from September to now, like God has blown my mind. I just can't believe where I'm at, but I'm going to stop rambling. Everything that I'm doing, I love right now. And I want to keep it that way. I want to say no to things. You know, like, I don't have to say yes for money anymore. And I'm only saying yes for what I'm really excited about. Well, okay. I didn't anticipate that being your answer. But, like, I'm so happy that it was because I know even the last time we talked, that was a different answer. Like, that would have been a slightly different answer. And so just to see, like, how God has, like, really just done a full 180 in such a small amount of time is just it I really feel like for a lot of people who have been going through a lot like like they've been giving so much of themselves in different ways like God has been really restoring people and like showing up in ways that have blown my mind like even for myself like I've had the Big, biggest business deal that I just signed a contract for. And like, I've been able to work with a lot of different people that have sought me out. Um, <laughs> I made a pivot in my own business in like uh, October of last year. And like, it was so fruitful. Like it was the first time that I actually made money off of myself and like, I could pay bills with the money and I didn't have to go work for somebody else. And I was like, wait, like this might be like small for other people, but like, this is big. Like I could pay my rent. I could pay my car. No, like I can pay myself from the work that I've done. And so just like hearing how like you've been, you feel like God is like just kind of not multiplied in a small way, but like exponentially multiplied you in ways that is such a blessing. And I think it's for someone out there that might be giving a lot of themselves, it could get so hard. Like you just give up. And I think I would just say like, remember, do not be weary in well-doing for in due season, (laughs) for in due season, you will reap. The whole premise of this season is about being creatively purposed. And of course, I've already given like kind of the arch of what that means to me. But like, how do you feel creatively purposed? And then to piggyback off of that, in closing, like what, what advice would you give to someone who maybe is inspired by your journey, or just in general, like they maybe want to get into artist management or 
promoting or marketing or, or any of those things. And they're trying to figure out like what advice would you give to them? I guess would be my answer, but most importantly, like what does being creatively purposed mean to you? If you into artist management, don't. And I'm not just volunteer for you because you're not making no money. And then you talk to them crazy. Like you, my manager, it's like, bro, I'm a freaking volunteer be a manager but back to your original question um how am I creatively made uh, or that's a that's a hard question I think that we try to over analyze oh we're creative so we're super unique the crazy thing is we all have a different thumbprint is insignificant because that's what we're made for. We're made to be different, you know? And then to know our creator, those of us who do, or know a bit of him. And it, it, it just, it's like, it's cause and effect. It's not even, what is this per? You know, it's like, this is, this is like, I'm a human. I need water. You were made, you were created, so you are creative, right? So it's intentional. And I think if more of us know that and more of us have confidence in that, then more of us become more of ourselves. And that authenticity is really what the key to our future, to our purpose, to our legacy, to our impact. The key to that is being ourselves. And I know everybody says authenticity, yeah whatever. I don't care. You haven't heard it from somebody like me. And if you have, it's probably changed your life when you're really who you're supposed to be. And you really, who you're really who you are, then you change everything around you because it either compels people to be more themselves or it repels people who are scared to be either way, everything around you changes. And the more you become yourself mm, and more, the more the atmosphere around you changes, the more that you see how powerful you are and how much you've been given. And so then it's just like, yeah, of course I'm supposed to be here. Of course I'm supposed to win. Of course I'm supposed to prosper because that was by design. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love that. <laughs> that's, that's powerful. I think, um, even in this stage that I'm in now, I've gotten exhausted with doing things with people, even on a relationship basis of like just being in a relationship with people who doesn't feel purposeful. Like it just feels, it just feels like it's just happening. <laughs> like I just, in this stage of my life, like even my birthday just passed and I was like, I only have room for things that are aligned with like who I am and like the capacity I feel like I'm going to and anything else is just a distraction. Um, And it sounds harsh, but it's the reality. Like you waste so much time having a relationship with people, doing things with people that aren't, aren't, aren't serving you. And it's not in a way that like, I feel entitled to people's time or their effort or their talents or whatever, or even relationship. But I just think there should be a balance. There should be an even exchange or an exchange at all. And, um, 
to know that like your authenticity makes room for like the the relationships, the businesses, the the ministry, the whatever you're looking for, as long as it's purposely aligned, like it it'll come the way it's supposed to come with the the people that it's meant to. Like you don't want to force those things to happen. So that's yeah, I like that. Okay, so is there any lasting things that you will want to say to close out, maybe speak to something specifically or just speak to the people with any lasting words? Yeah, I think I go back to things that I used to read in my elementary school or in my church on the wall. And I think about the one that says nobody can be you better than you key you know comparison is the enemy that's another one that people use a lot and but I know that if I walk on my path with my my high and excited and like moving I'm gonna cut down more brush than if I'm like this right I'm gonna instead of me looking sideways all the time and zigzagging I can get straight to where I need to go, reap the reward, and then open up more doors for more people. Put your blinders on, yo. Like, nobody can be you better than you. I love myself, and that's not some weird, like, I'm, I enjoy myself. Yeah. I think I'm cool. I know I'm flawed. I'm constantly learning new things about myself every day. But I really love me and I want because I love me, I love other people. I love people really because God loves me. I love other people. I had a love for people before I loved myself. I just got to loving myself recently. But even before I loved myself, I liked myself. I thought I was cool. I just wasn't good at taking care of myself, you know. So if you are you. You help other. You help me be me, right? And if I look at that as a mirror effect on everybody else, because we're setting people free to be who they were created to be, instead of holding them to something that we don't even know what we're holding them to, and then everybody else is holding us to that. If you're you, I'm me, and we can be we. And we is way more strong when we're connected versus comparing. You know, so that's what I gotta say. Just be you, man. God, in all his wisdom, orchestrated for your grace to be present right now in this day and age for you to be hearing me talk, right? You were put here to be great and greatness doesn't, greatness isn't devoid, devoid of struggling and suffering. Suffering and struggling actually begets greatness. And I know. Talk about it. No, I'm with butterflies, you. Butterflies don't don't come out of if a butterfly doesn't break the cocoon, we you gotta go through stuff, right? It's it's natural. Seeds grow down first and then they grow up. Trees go super come on, like it's a law, it's a fact. So for me, I'm saying like you can do what you need to do if you're who you're supposed to be. And that's like, put your blinders on, 
learn about yourself, learn from other people. I'm not saying don't learn, don't talk, don't grow, but I'm saying don't compare. It's a waste of time. You are the greatest version of you when you're you. Nobody can be that. So be yourself. I'm looking forward to meeting other people in the world that are themselves. It's encouraging like you. I love talking to people who are themselves. It makes the world go around. Yeah, that's good. I mean, even talking about beginning like greatness is suffering and hardship like at the end of the day even going back to faith like there's no way that we get salvation if Jesus doesn't die one of the cruelest death you'll die <laughs> so there's no way that you get to purpose without some type of struggle um we're told to pick up our cross daily and so at the end of the day um that looks different for everybody your your cross what you deal with what you're supposed to pick up what you're supposed to struggle with is going to be different for everyone but um if we're guaranteed anything, and it's it sounds harsh to say, but if we're guaranteed anything, it's that we're going to suffer, we're going to have hardship, we're going to deal with that in this life with the promises that we don't have to deal with it in, in the life to come. Um, so that was great. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation. And I'm so happy to have had you and to have this conversation. Um, it was very insightful, and I know that I was blessed by it. So. Um, I have expectations that other people will be as well. Um, if you would like to keep up with Erin and what she's doing and all the way that she, all the ways that she's doing it, she's a very busy person. Um, you can follow her on Instagram or Not Twitter. Busy, just high impact. They are on her. Um... Okay, period. I like that. I like that better. It's highly impactful. I do a lot. Highly, highly, highly impactful. Yeah. I... You can support what we talked about earlier, build your own dreams. You can support it by donating merchandise or like Aaron would say, you can watch from afar, <laughs> wish that you donated. Um, and there's a plethora of things that, um, you know, Aaron is highly impactful too, that I'm sure that you'll be able to get, see the residue and support in different ways um, on her socials or any of the artists that she managed, um, different things of that nature. So Again, thank you so much for being a part, Erin. I'm so glad to have you. Um, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.